<laughs> oh, did it? Oh, nice. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Apparently they, apparently they also don't like the word gimmick. So, yeah, barely. Woohoo! Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, welcome back. Um, I miss Yakuza Chicken uh, personally. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was I was debating being gone for another week just so I could see. You cruise the chicken back again. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys know the backstory behind that chicken. I don't. Like why there's a chicken? Okay, so I'll try to be quick. Um, in Yakuza, you. Oh no, he died. Yakuza Zero. Okay. Get real estate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kazuma Kiryu gets into real estate, and so one of these mini quests is uh, befriending a, a bowling clerk so that, that that girl that's like, oh i'm gonna offer you a chicken or offer you turkey so cosmo kiryu gets his turkey you know bowls three three strikes and uh and then goes back to the lady and the lady's like here you go here's your turkey but it's actually a chicken and then and then kiryu is like uh, and he's closing his eyes like mm, i can't wait to have this delicious delicious turkey and then chicken pops up and they're staring at each other like like that's that's a chicken that's a chicken. And they're staring at each other back and forth. And it goes the whole cutscene of going back and forth looking at each other. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to cook it. <laughs> right. I, they become like best I, friends. And like, <laughs> yeah, they become best friends. And the lady's like, yeah, I guess. And then at the end of the quest, and then at the end of the quest, the chicken becomes like a real estate employee. Because <laughs> The chicken has really high stats of like like uh, persuasion, like bodyguard and stuff. So you use it as an employee for your for your real estate company. So that's incredible. That's, that's the that best is amazing that I could possibly think of. And that's why I love Yakuza. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a great franchise to begin with. Um, but yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. And we got Moriarty joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, hanging in there. Any any fun, eventful stuff uh, besides chickens doing real estate? And- <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I get to see my fiance at the end of the month, and I get to go to Disneyland next month. Super yeah, excited! That's stacked. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Disneyland. Cool. Disneyland. Disney. So stoked. See. So Disneyland is Florida, California, California. California. Okay, and Disney World's mm-hmm. okay, yeah, Florida, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Florida, yeah, yeah. Disneyland is where the mountains are on fire in South Southern. Yep. Oh <laughs> shit! So, <laughs> that'd be a great bad, trip. You see the magical kingdom, oh, those fantastic. nice fireworks, and you look over, and it looks like Mordor. <laughs> And you're like, oh fuck! <laughs> Sauron is going to join us for the. It's a small world, right? Sauron just gazes down and goes, "We're going on Space Mountain." Yeah. Mm. No, I don't want about, to do the 
I keep me away from freaking Balrog is showing up in the end of this. It's a small Rick world. Flair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Mm, knowledge. I wish I never, which I had. <laughs> See what always amazes me about Disney. And I don't know if this is true, like in reality, reality, but in like the kayfabe of Disney, every employee there is super happy to be there. You know what I mean? Oh no, you you oh, can yeah. tell when some of them have just like you know they've been doing this for hours and they just want to go. <laughs> I just want to. You can leave. see it in their face, their voice. They'll sound excited, but they're dead inside. <laughs> I I actually had a friend that uh, worked at uh, Disney World um, on top of wrestling, which is funny. Viper, okay. Yeah, he uh, well he uh, went to school for like culinary arts, but he also wrestled. Um, so he would fly. Mm-hmm. Up to New Jersey for shows <laughs> because Shit. he was making decent Damn. money with Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just like it would. He would fly up there for a show that you'd make like maybe like forty bucks on, right? And then he would you know hang out for the weekend, and then he'd fly back <laughs> back to work on Monday. Oh, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He that loved the business. Like <laughs> it was it was definitely a loop. But I mean, he went from. The happiest place on earth to the happiest place he wanted to be. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. Do what you love, man. Yeah, That's absolutely yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we got Todd EBF. How are you, hey. my friend? I'm here. Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> I guess we're, we're happy yeah. to see you too. I'm, I'm so GTA Online sucked me in so much. Mm-hmm. I was watching yeah. you play it. Uh, I like skimmed by the stream probably two days ago. It may have been yesterday. Every stream I've done for the last like week and a half has been GTA. So slick, and like you, you've got the controls down on point too. Because like I, the, the like seven or eight minutes, like because I had it on, I was like getting mm-hmm. stuff around the desk and everything. And you were popping people like crazy because like the cops would pull up probably about fifty yards away, and you would just yeah. slowly turn the camera and go like <laughs> bam, bam, like shoot out the tires, shoot out. And then you're like, ah, fucking done. And then their car explodes, like flips and explodes, and you slowly turn back around and keep doing what you were doing. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's the way it's done. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly the way it's done with my fucking psychotic bitch of a character who's now into gun running because that's a oh, of thing. Of course. That's where you go. That's what you do. I mean, yeah. the, the payouts are just too fucking good. Yeah. The only problem is, is you have to do them in public servers. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And the new DLC came out and they added a, a new building for you to own where you can put an orbital cannon in. <laughs> of course. Turns into a StarCraft map. It's like, yeah, it's, just it's, like it's got a 48 minute cooldown. Putting the uh, orbital cannon uh, controls in your new facility is nine hundred thousand. If you okay. if you aim it yourself, it costs you five hundred thousand a shot. <laughs> God. Okay. If you let it aim okay. for you, um, it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a shot. So. Apparently, if somebody uses it on you, either they're they're stupid rich in the game, yeah. or you really did something to cause a spot of bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's like that old Chris Rock mm. joke, right? About like you don't you, you don't charge for the gun, you charge for the bullets. Like nope. <laughs> that's that's how you do gun control. Um. <laughs> it's 
but I mean, I've been having so much fucking fun with that goddamn game. Yeah. It's just. God, it seems like, like it's even, like a full course meal, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. we didn't think we were getting another heist. Like, <laughs> right, right. And we got that. And it's just like, you need the facility to, to run it. So now I'm trying to get my facility so I can start running that heist. <laughs> <laughs> it looks crazy. The trailers and stuff, it's like Transformer yeah. jets flying by and everything and it's like you, you got the deluxo like all the stuff you can purchase in game right now like all the stuff you saw in the trailer which is cool mm-hmm. um however if you do the heist you have access to it in those missions and from there you get a discount on those when you go to buy them oh. so it's like it kind of pays to do yeah. that yeah that would that yeah that would make sense okay but I mean, all, all it is is content that was meant for single player that they obviously didn't do. <laughs> they gutted and then resold to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it, it wasn't like it was content that was going to be in single player. Yeah. It was going to be an expansion, and they were just like, I mean, the GTA Online thing is something that's people really are enjoying. Oh, so right, right. let's mm. kind of put it there as opposed gotcha. to do a single player that, expansion. That makes sense. Yeah. So and, and we'll give it to them for free. So, yeah, and it adds legs, and yeah, exactly. And like yeah. you said, you guys were waiting on content for however long. Like at this rate, it'd well, be they, like a year, right? Like it'd be. Um, we had an update in like August. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They do like four content, like big content drops a year. But um, in between those, they'll they'll drip feed content to you as well. Oh, yeah. So like add a yeah. little like, through a patch, like oh here's a yeah. So like right now, what the uh, what it looks like is oh you got all this cool shit from the heist that you can purchase, like including the new tank that fits four people and has a fucking rail gun. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the Saints Row now, yeah, right? <laughs> so. It's funny you mention that because when I started getting into this and, and looking at the the actual patch notes for this, I was so tempted to thank Volition for their mm-hmm. new uh, yeah. for their new Saints Row game by doing a tweet saying uh, at DS Volition, thank you for for releasing that brand new Saints. Oh, oh it was GTA. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're then also tweeting Rockstar saying. I didn't know you guys acquired Volition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Just right. aping it, man. I'm pretty sure I mean, they'll appreciate both. Either both parties would appreciate it. It's, I mean, it's, there's such a Saints Row influence, influence in that new DLC, especially. And it's like, fuck. I mean, <laughs> yeah. did we really, did we really just go there? Right. right. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm excited about a lot of the content. Like they, but they, the thing everybody wanted was a fucking jetpack, and now we got a jetpack, and it's like there you go, yeah. The problem with the jetpack, though, it's one hit to kill, which one takes one hit to yeah. to kill the the rider, yeah, and it kills the rider. It doesn't kill the jetpack. So if you're flying, uh-huh. you get shot. It kills you. <laughs> But the the jetpack jet comes. Away. The jetpack shuts off, slams to the ground, explodes, and then you oh, have to pay twenty thousand oh, dollars to get no. it back. Oh. That's a griefer's so, paradise. It is. That'd be and, funny if it just didn't explode. <laughs> it's free for all. Yeah. Free jetpack. It's like the jetpack just 
spirals yeah. around. <laughs> it's like those gas cans you would shoot in Just Cause, uh, where yeah. you would like yeah. grapple onto it and like and like fly away on it. <laughs> right. It was rad. Right. Oh, it's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just oh god. It, if if you were contemplating getting into or back into GTA, yeah, now is the time. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a it's a fun trip, and I know me. I, I run with I run in a lot of closed lobbies, so I don't have to deal with people doing orbital strikes and and just griefing, right? right. Uh, mm. Unless I have to try to do something that requires me to go into as uh, one of one of the group members calls the cancer, because that is oh. exactly what it is. It's just oh, yeah. Ooh, I bet uh, yeah. So, so on the topic of uh, Griefer's Paradise, let's talk about Patreon. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> so we we messed up. We're sorry, and we're not rolling out the fees. So, so okay. So to talk a little bit about, I don't have all the numbers and stuff in front of me, but basically what happened is um, the way Patreon used to work is well, I guess it still does, but we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> way it used to work is you could set up tiers. You know, Todd, you mm-hmm. have a Patreon, so if I get a part I, of it wrong. I had, I, I had a Patreon. You ha- had, past tense, I, a Patreon. Yeah, I ah. actually sh- I actually shut mine mm. down last night. Oh. Mm. And then I got this email this morning where it's like, we goofed. So, <laughs> and whatever. We'll talk about that too. But, like, the... Uh, okay, so you can set your own thresholds. Like, oh, mm-hmm. donate a dollar, and here's what you get for a dollar. Uh, donate mm-hmm. two dollars, five dollars. So, could you actually, so Todd? Could you actually pick exactly the amount of money, or was there specific yep. tiers that Patreon? You were able to set everything you wanted. Okay. So, I know for me, I had a one dollar, a five dollar, a ten dollar, and then a thirty dollar tier. Oh, cool. Uh, so, like the one dollar was just like, thanks for the support. Here's a private RSS RSS feed for you to get early access to content. Um, yeah. So, like, if, for example, me and Maury were to do, uh, like, the Kota Ibushi thing mm-hmm. we did, mm-hmm. um, that would have gone on Patreon first, mm-hmm. and they would have yeah. had access to that before uh, everybody gotcha. else. Gotcha. So it's mm-hmm. little things like that, and yeah. that was cool. And then it's, like, the $5, it's, like, um, you can listen live while we record, you oh, know, which yeah. was a cool little thing. Sure. Um, and then it was, like, I think it was $15 where it was – um, if you want us to like review a classic pay-per-view or something like that, gotcha. Yeah. Um, you can recommend based on that. And then $30, I called the, uh, gimmick table. And for $30 a month, you were able to get a limited edition shirt, uh, like a shirt of the month. It's yeah. not like, Oh, you just get one shirt. Like a lot of the Patreons do like you sign up for that tier and you get one shirt and you're like, that's, what? Yeah, that's my thing. You're right, right. I'm pay- why am I paying forty dollars a month? A month when for I, one time. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, so yeah. So yeah, you're able to make. Basically, you had total control over the type of things you wanted yeah. to give, the type of value you wanted to put on your brand. Exactly. And so you have that type of control, and basically. Yeah. You would take the hit on a like what was that a twenty percent service fee? I can't remember exactly what they said it used to be. Like, so if they paid a dollar for the dollar tier, they would pay a dollar, but Patreon would take out 
a little bit from what you would get. Yeah. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly the way that would work. And I was fine with that. Sure. I mean, because if you, if you think about it this way, like um, most people are going to go and pledge at like the lower tiers. Yes. Yeah. If they're going to pledge and it's going to be, you know, that's why you go and you, you gussy up the bigger ones where it's like, you get a, you get a shirt every month or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course, thank yous during the, the, the whole gimmick and such. But I mean, the big thing was end of the day, like you donate, you know, you, you, I say donate, but um, you support the Patreon for, at a dollar level. I think I got 68 cents, mm-hmm. okay, which yeah. was, which was fine. Sure. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, you know, people, but the thing is, it's like if somebody pledged at the $5 level, I made 468 So it was just mm. like a $0.38 cent fee oh, flat that was fee. just taken out. Gotcha. Flat fee. Gotcha. Which I was just like, yeah. And it and it kind of, like, the more you pledge, the more we got. Sure. And which was great because like a, a shirt um, if I were if I were doing like sh- the shirts uh, the shirt by itself is 1999 at cost oh right. and that's the, mm-hmm. so there's that then there's the shipping which I can all handle right through the spreadshirt mm-hmm. you know um, yeah. at that thirty dollar tier you actually give me your physical address and stuff like that so when I do the shirt run I go okay this person's getting a shirt. Let me do that. Boom. That's sure. taken care of. Gotcha. This is taken care of. And it just made it real easy. I didn't have to deal with the whole, like, oh, I got to worry about uh, making sure I have the funds to do this and do that. Yeah. And I have to get all the stuff and then I have to mail it out. It was all taken care of. Gotcha. Right. Right. But Patreon got a little shitty. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what ended up happening is Patreon was like, you know what? We, we love the fact that you like to give to your favorite creators. Now, here's a way for them to get more money. So if you were to give Toddy VF a dollar, he's now going to get a dollar. And you're like, that sounds great. But then what they didn't tell you is, but you are going to pay that 38 cent fee. Exactly. So your dollar Ooh. your dollar pledge was one dollar and thirty eight cents. A dollar. Yep. <laughs> so, that is exactly the way it went, and it was just. And then that exact right, like as a creator, I think we can all agree it is our responsibility yeah. to take the hit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's just Absolutely. how that goes. So then you know, and people went ape shit, and rightfully yeah. so. People were dropping out. In my in my opinion. This was completely to get rid of $1 tiers. Compl- oh, Patreon makes no money off of it. Uh, mm-hmm. th- that was probably a majority of their business, and they yep. didn't like that. They wanted people to do the 5 and 10 and $15 tiers. That way Patreon gets a bigger cut. <laughs> That's what they, they wanted to get eliminate the $1 tier. However, what they didn't realize is a vast majority of Patreon members do the $1 to $3 tier. That's what they yep, want to right. do. They can't. We're not going to ask someone to, you better give me $30 a month or else. Like, who the fuck are <laughs> we? You know? So it's like, give people if, options. If you're giving me $30 a month, then I really need to be doing content for you. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you you have to get something out of it. I mean, that's, that's always been the big thing. Like, whether it's streaming, whether it's, uh, um, you know, doing podcasts or, or anything like that, you know, it's about value. Yes. Um, I made a joke. Uh, I just changed all my alerts on Twitch 
to like uh, John, Donald Sutherland pointing from uh, 1977's uh, Vision, the Body yeah. Snatchers. And I recorded all the new alert sounds. So it's just like, hey, that's a follow. And it's Donald Sutherland pointing and stuff. So <laughs> for the subscriber one, I go, hey, that's somebody who decided to go and give money to the stream so they can get an emote. Yeah. <laughs> because that is legitimately what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna go and dress it up fancy and take it to prom. No, fuck that. Right, right. I'm telling you exactly the way it is. Yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. and that's a fair play. And it's yeah. uh, the the thing with Patreon and what the and there's a trend about this too. Mm -hmm. And it just irks the shit out of me because like here's the thing. I'm a hustler, right? I can, I, I'm a salesman. I'm a dirty crook, whatever you want to say. Like, I get it. I was, I, I'm a carny through and through, right? <laughs> I, can, I can smell that shit from a mile away. So the moment they go, well, our passionate fan base, we, we heard what you all said. And you know what? Yeah. We're an empathetic company and we're going to do whatever it is. Just it's, get the fuck over yourself. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. What you're New. doing is you done goofed. You lost all your business, and now you're double back and, and asking for an exactly. apology, dressed up mm -hmm. as "Look how passionate our fan base is." Yeah, it's what? Yeah. Like no, like, no. I mean, their apology email is fucking hilarious. It's because it's I mean, really I you know, I already gave the title. We messed up. We're sorry, and we're not rolling out the the fee changes. <laughs> like. We need we need the Kmart like that 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 background and like a rabbit next to us and like we're <laughs> big feather boa like have just those big uh well, who's the company that makes all those like light bloom pictures that has like the profile face in the background and then like where you're like this like the old prom pictures like mm, <laughs> you're doing those that's what that is that's an emo version of like look at our vanity shots oh don't you feel yeah. so bad. We're so sorry. Shutterstock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like bad, like family photo. Everyone's like this. Like get the fuck out of here with that. Like, yeah. The thing, but something <laughs> like this is going to happen again. Patreon just knows they can't do it that way. They're gonna try mm. it again. I yeah. guarantee you, they're gonna try it again. What, what I think, oh. and that's why I'm not reopening a Patreon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, their their letter, like I read it, and. As I said, I you know um, I closed down my Patreon last night. Yeah. So I got this thing, and it's just, dear creators, from the bottom of our hearts, <laughs> we're truly sorry. Last week's service fee announcement caused a tough week for you, your patrons, and your teams. We were trying to solve a problem for creators, and in turn, have caused more problems for you and your patrons. You've spoken loud and clear. We're not going to roll the changes to your to our payment system that we announced last week and are currently assessing other options. Mm -hmm. Our CEO and co-founder, Jack. Like, not even a... <laughs> Jack's a, the paint guy from Home Depot. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Jack Patreon over Our, our, our <laughs> Jack CEO and co-founder, Jack, explains more here, and it drops a link. And it's just like... And it's a web page really? just full of that type of rhetorical bullshit. Yeah. I mean, we made it a real tough uh, shindig for you, didn't we? Gee, golly, Willikers. We just, <laughs> it's just a real shame, real shimmy sham that we put you guys in. 
A real pickle. We can oh, put you oh. in a real pickle. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, terrible, dude. So this is the first time I'm actually looking at what Jack had to say. <laughs> and what did Jack Patreon have to say? What's he saying? Uh, What's Jack got? Uh, uh, we heard you loud and clear, blah, blah, blah. It's your boy, you Jack. Know, you know? No apology will make up for that. And nevertheless, I'm sorry. It's our core belief that you should own the relationships with your friends, with your fans. These are your businesses and they are your fans. Okay. Kind of an asshole thing to say, but whatever. Mm -hmm. The next line gets even better. We spent hours and hours on the phone with creators. (laughs) We spent at least 11 minutes (laughs) checking Twitter. (laughs) Twitter. So that, and so has the Patreon team. Your feedback has been crystal clear. The new payment system disproportionately impacted one to two dollar patrons. We have to build a better system for them. Aggregation is highly valued, and we underestimated that. <laughs> we underestimated. We well, our calculations uh-huh. were wrong. We took aggro and. They didn't have abilities to take Fundamentally, mm-hmm. creators should own the business decisions with their fans, not Patreon. Good fucking job. It took you fucking up well, and losing a lot of creators. And here's the deal. They they did this push. And what reread that sentence about this disproportionately affected the one to two dollar like read that oh, exact yeah. word like verbiage again. Read it one more time. The new payment, the new payment system, disproportionately impacted one to two dollar patrons. We have to build a better system for them. They have all of the data and analytics you could shake a stick at, and they pushed this out knowing that was going to fucking happen. You can't <laughs> say we didn't the math. Oh, we didn't know that it would do this. Whoa, wacky. Mm-hmm. Like, they we, knew we had for no, a fact. We had no idea. None. We were yeah, clueless, which yeah. puts a lot of faith in the fucking product. Like, and if, and then, <laughs> then Steve and PR was on the phone for hours. Hours. He, he talked to a guy from Delaware who heard a Patreon, and that guy was very upset about not getting his Arby's burger on time. So then he said that, no, <laughs> wait, like, who talked... And then he Whatever. found out that Arby's doesn't serve burgers. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he didn't yeah. get the Szechuan sauce. He, he was real Google. upset. Fucking. So he rolled around on the counter yelling, Pickle Rick. Um, <laughs> the chicken manager. Yeah, speak to the man. But yeah, I mean. With uh, a bob haircut. That haircut that's down to here. I, I know it'll take a long time for us to earn back your trust, but we are utterly devoted to your success and it's Clearly. and and to getting you sustainable, reliable income for being a creator. So kids, here's a pro tip from four creators. You're you're seeing four creators right here. Mm-hmm. They don't give Both a fuck. Three and a, a cup of tea. They don't give a fuck about you. They're in it for the money. <laughs> for the money. Ask YouTube how that's going. Right. Ask Twitch. I thought I heard this letter from Dice. Yeah, what, yeah which letter? If you would change the word Patreon and make it an ad yeah. lib, yeah. this is everybody's letter. And I like how it says, Dear Creator, because that's the new digital version of To Whom It May Concern. 
<laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Like this is we're the all temp- creators now. Yeah, everyone is. It's like as previous stated in my last email. Yeah, as referenced uh, by the Patreon, everyone get off Patreon, like, yeah, because they're going to do this again, and then everyone's going to do the navel gazing of like, maybe, you know, there has to be a different way to, you know, just fucking it, get, open up a PayPal, give out your PayPal email address, hey, if you want to support me, just give me money through PayPal. Yeah. I'm not going to set up a website. I'm not going to just. You know what? That's another thing. Like with with PayPal. Like if people want want to support you through PayPal, PayPal takes a fucking cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's what's the big fucking deal? Like they take their cut because they're they're the one handling the financial transactions. They're doing the the doing the legwork for you basically. Absolutely. And they give you the option as a as a person using the service to give money to someone else to either say, I'm just send them 20 bucks, take the cut out of that or, or Hey, how much is it going to be? The fee going to be on them? Yeah. Okay. I'll go and I'll bump mine up. So they get their $20. Right. Right. Exactly. It, Problem solved. Do that. If you did that Patreon, it would have been fine. Yeah. It would have been a okay. And the thing is, is it's like, People's fans, I know all of our fans and people that like our content are pretty mm-hmm. smart enough to do basic arithmetic. Mm-hmm. They can, oh, well, if they take a cut of 20 cents and then this is a 30 cent service fee, I'm just going to up my thing or I'm going to modify my mm-hmm. thing. Like, give people the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I've never even thought of mentioning, oh, you gave me $5 for the Twitch stream. Well, that's cool, but did you know I only get blah blah blah? Because that's yeah, I only shit- get two fifty off of that. Because that's a shitty thing to do. Like, no, they gave five full dollars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I appreciate yeah. the fact that they gave five full dollars, even yeah, if I exactly. only give two fifty. Like, th- th- what mm-hmm. I get is a semantic argument. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> it's it's nice that they want to do. It's that. a gesture, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And that's and that's what it comes down to. Oh, hey, you're giving you're giving me money. Of course, Big Brother here's got to take their cut. Well, and change. Yeah. I mean, for for me, I've I've always been honest and and such with my community when it comes to things like this. I mean, that's why like for example, I I bring up the fact of like the spread shirt like this is what the cost is, you know? Yeah. This is cost and this is what you're paying. You're paying like I think a dollar more. A dollar, maybe a dollar fifty more for a shirt, except for the ones with two designs, because I'm setting those at cost. You, right. you know, you're paying what I pay for them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because there's no reason for me to screw you guys when it's like, hey, you're supporting me. Yeah. I make fucking like if somebody buys a gimmick bag shirt, I make four dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather do that right. than be like, oh hey, you want to support me? Well. You can support me at the five dollar tier, but you'll be paying six. <laughs> yeah, which makes yeah, yeah no sense. It, right? It's uh, t- to me, it's all about the gesture. I mm-hmm. I feel more fulfillment about the fact that somebody would want to donate the dollar to the Twitch stream yeah. or donate. You know, yeah. like oh, right. I love your stuff, love your content. I don't have a lot to do. Like I have people that like will send me apology notes, being like, I'm sorry, I can't subscribe for this month. 
Yeah. I don't care, man. Like, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, your family, your food, yeah. you better eat. Like, exactly. if I know yeah. that you're going without to give me fucking $5, I'm going to be angry and then send yeah. you 10 Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't do that shit. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to make some stuff regardless. If you like it, I love it that you yeah. love it. And, like... Shit. The biggest gesture you guys can do for any creator, share their work. Mm-hmm. Let other people get other eyes on it. Yes. That's all yep. you need to do. Show your friends, you don't, whatever. Yeah. Like any, any like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's yeah. what you, that's the only thing you should be doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, we, we don't have marketing firms to go and put up ads on everything and so on and so forth. You guys are enjoying this. Do the thing, like tell people like, hey, I was listening yeah. to this podcast, you know, Moriarty, Marco, Wes were terrific. That Todd guy's a bit of an asshole. But <laughs> Don't you know worry what? about that Wes kid, but all the other ones are yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you sh- I-, I think you might enjoy this. Like their brand of comedy really hits, yeah. you know, or, you know, the way that they discuss things really hits what I'm looking for. Sure. And I think you might enjoy it as well. And I mean, that's really what. That's what really does amazing stuff for us, yeah. you know. And, and another great gesture, um, listeners, viewers, audibletrial.com, brothering around. That's, right. That's another great gesture. <laughs> you get you guys something for free out of that deal, by the way. Yeah. You get a free exactly. audio book. Yeah. You can choose any yep. of them. You get it for yep. free, and you get to keep it. You don't got to sign no paperwork, nothing. Yep. You just keep that shit. <laughs> I'm good at these live reads, just kind of shoehorning them in. <laughs> That's right, just so yeah. Uh, That's how you got to do it. This, this I, I, carny, I, d- I just carnied that entire thing in there. That's right. It's just like, you know what? <laughs> Boom. Because you're, you're, I mean, and I'm being serious. Like, that does support brothering around yes. very much. Yeah, it does. It is, mm. it is an amazing thing. And you get something out of it and that's that's yeah. ultimately what, what we want and i know that's what i want is for you guys to get something out of whatever we're doing whether it's some sponsorship deal we end up getting down the road or or let's just say marco gets a sponsorship deal for something ridiculous and and whatnot um or you know i have loot crate um you know is it's if you guys are getting something out of it and you're helping us, yeah, I mean, sure. if if you wanted to just throw money, throw money. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> right, <laughs> not going to. We'll find a way to use it bit. for sure. Um, but if you want to get something out of it, I mean, there's options. There's options to do so. Whether it's um, whether it's merch from from any of the you know creators you know or enjoy. Um, maybe, maybe they do, uh, they have an Etsy shop or something like that. And you pick something up from them, you know, that stuff means a lot that like, if let's just say, uh, Maury had, a uh, an Etsy shop mm-hmm. and was doing, um, I don't know, like knit caps, which was a thing that you were kind of working on at one point. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're selling them on the Etsy shop. Now, Let's just say you're selling it for $15 and you know mm-hmm. that you've put this much time into it and you've done this. And is it more important that you more important to have like a ton of stock to, to move and be like, I got to get rid of all this shit. Or is it, Oh, Hey, I got three of them. We sold out. Like that's people want this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they know that it's supporting what, what I'm doing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like, 
if you want to talk if you want to talk value and that's what it comes down to is the value i mean if you don't give a shit and just want to throw money fine but try to get something out of it yeah. right. that's the biggest right. thing yeah i mean you yeah. don't walk into a, a best buy or whatever and go here's three thousand dollars give me a tv <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You're going and looking. You have intent. You're yeah. like, yeah. context yeah. is everything. Don't yeah. be, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw the, the all all these people under the bus. Don't be, don't be the people that donate ten dollars to like soda popping just to get your name in your dank meme up on the screen. Like, yeah. get something else. Like, yeah. I don't know how they work that racket. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got so big that people will pay money. Just so their name is on the screen. Mm-hmm. Also, they a lot of those older uh, personalities on Twitch that were partnered early on uh, have a different uh, different uh, scale than than everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, so let's just say, I mean, the corp- for the affiliates, the corporations don't care about you. Yeah, they don't. They're they don't. They for the money. They want you, they want you. Let's just say you do Twitch, like like we do. They want you to show their product, yeah. and then they give you a commission. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they do. Yeah, it's standard sales. That's all you're doing. Yeah. The yeah. way you do it, you got to be entertaining. You got to make sure that uh, uh, people are enjoying themselves. They get lulled into a false sense of security most times, and then. You know, next thing you know, they're just like, you know, I really enjoy his content. Let me, let me subscribe to him, or let me use my Twitch Prime. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is yeah. Amazon, yeah. Amazon giving money to itself yeah, and yeah. going, yeah, you you got them to use their thing that they weren't going to use anyway. So yeah, yeah, no here's, shit. Here's, here's, like, here's a little bit. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. It, which is so funny because it's like you. It, it's almost like we, hell. We talked about loot crates last week. This is sort of the real life type of because you're basically, oh, this is your first time at the casino. Well, here's fifty dollars on us. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. play. Do you always just play with that card? Just play no, with God. it. Just go yeah. whatever you want. Just I mean, you I want mean, even steaks. You want this free steak? Well, we'll feed you dinner. This is your first night yeah. here. You know what? We're gonna comp your room. That's what we're gonna do for you. Yeah. yeah. And then you're now you're in the hole for five grand, uh, yeah. <laughs> like that's how they do it. Yeah, I mean even even Twitch with bits, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in the in if you're in the United States, you can watch ads to get free bits, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, but then you go, I wanna I wanna be able to use these a little bit more. So then you go and you buy the the seven dollar one. And you're like, all right, cool. That went really quick. All right, maybe I should have gotten the twenty dollar one because I get a lot more bits to drop, and so on and so forth. And then it just progresses that way. And you know, you're a step away from buying shark cards in GTA. Uh, so you're, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're becoming a. a I'm going to buy that single green card for Magic the Gathering that's worth three hundred and fifty dollars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you start going down that path. <laughs> And, yeah. Yeah. It, and, like, and like you said, and Todd, you brought up a real good point. Basically, that is a self-sustaining infrastructure because yeah. I'm going to buy bits and then I'm going to use bits and give out bits. So then that person gets bits and then they can give out bits and then they can. Yeah. So you're like, OK, all this money goes into Twitch and never leaves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's that's what I've seen. 
you know, this is uh, once again to go back to the casino thing. This is how casinos can afford all those nice chandeliers. That mm-hmm. money never leaves. It's always mm-hmm. just kind of percolating. The house always wins. Always, kids, always. You, the the smartest thing you can do, once you hit whatever threshold, whatever. Oh my, uh, you know, my fifty dollar threshold on YouTube or hundred dollar threshold on Twitch. Pay, Cash out. Pay that shit out. The minute it goes, watch yep. it like a hawk. The minute you can, PayPal that shit out of there. Get that money out. Go spend yep. it on a nice dinner. Go do something. Yeah. Just don't. I mean, I'm still wait. I'm still waiting on my Twitch payout because yeah. it takes 60 days from the time of cash out to yep. to receive it. So yeah, you pay out in June and then you get it what September or yeah August. Yeah. yeah yeah. So like the next month. Yeah. yeah, I paid out in October, and I think I get it like the first of January yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, mm. I don't know. Um, it's yeah, uh, you guys got a lot of life lessons. Yeah, from like, creators on this. I, one. Go like go make content. Go produce whatever you want to produce. Go yeah. you know get some fans. Go do all that stuff. Open up a Patreon if you want. Like we're not we're we're not we're judging the tool of Patreon. Yeah. But we're, we're just letting you guys know, keep this type of stuff in mind because it's easy to keep all of what you earn monetarily in the same infrastructure, that whole Scarface get high on your own supply shit. Like, it's, it's yeah. I was just thinking like with, uh, with Patreon, yeah. right? So Patreon, and they changed this uh, maybe two years back, but when you would... They might have actually not changed it, but when you had pledges that you were doing as a creator, you were pledging to other things, it came right out of your cut. Uh, it came right out of the money that you were you were getting. So it was instead of you getting like your in my case, six dollars, yeah. I would get three because three dollars was going here, you know? And it's like mm-hmm. Yep. And they still and Patreon still got a service fee. Yeah. So they this is a oh, way God. for them essentially to get free money. They yeah. are mining their own Bitcoin by doing these transactions. Because guess what you had to do on that three dollars you sent to that other thing? Pay a service fee. Yeah. Yep. Where's that service fee money come from? That that's all profit, man. That is all yep. profit. It's just shuffling it around. I mean, that's all it is. Mm-mm. Moving money. That's yeah. it, man. Just laundering. Yeah. They're gonna put it in some Cuban like <laughs> some Western <laughs> Union account. Like that's right, man. It's like, oh no, we we are out of uh, Zimbabwe. Actually, we we yeah. are not an American couple. We we are just focused out of Zimbabwe. We like to go to our yeah. native island and uh, you know just hang out. Yeah. It's like really, it's, it's IRS coming at your ass. And you're like, no, no, we're we're from the uh, Himalayas yeah. right over here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> Companies are, you know, companies are, are looking out for their interests. They're not looking for yours. It's your choice on whether you want to use their tools. I mean, obviously, like YouTube and, and Twitch, we have no control because that is the the, the platform. Yeah. We have no control over their stuff. We sadly have to use their platforms, yeah. you know, and, and you know, this video archives on YouTube. So, yep. I yep. mean, that's a thing. We have to use that. Yeah. It's what's um, available. Yeah. If there was something better, some like if 
hypothetically, we were to create our own infrastructure for that entire thing just for this silly little video archive, it would not be worth doing. Oh, yeah. I could, and I can actually tell you this because I looked into it. To have your own, um, like, real time media player server, an RTMP Mm -hmm. server. If you mm-hmm. host it somewhere like Amazon, which is still pretty cheap comparatively, let's yeah. say we do one episode of Brothering Around, because mm-hmm. they, they average about, yeah, we're at the 45-minute mark right now. We average episodes about an hour and five minutes to an hour and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Each video, this, this is now at 720p, each video is still about seven gigs. Let's say 100 people watch the show, Right. So you have, bare minimum, 700 gigs of transfer data, and that would be per month. That yep. would, on an RTMP server, I don't have the, once again, I don't have the price list in front of me right now. That would probably, I would pay about $400 yep. for that. So yep. it's expensive. Like, it, it's yep. not even, like, kind of expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. But YouTube, they have the infrastructure built solely to host things like what we're doing. Yeah. So there's this thing called economy of scale. They have, God, what are those numbers on how many videos get uploaded per like minute on YouTube? It's like Jeez. hundreds of yeah. thousands. They, they say yeah. they go through a, a, over like 400 petabytes of data in four hours or something. Like just a staggering amount of server bandwidth. But they pay for that type of bandwidth. So they want you to use all of it. The more that's getting used, the bigger discount they get on it. So it's the same way it's like, uh, you know, I'm a big guitar player. Why, in God's name, would you spend $6,000 on a guitar if you could buy one for $129.99 that kind of does the same thing? It's the economy of scale. They're using cheaper parts that can be mass-produced on those $129 guitars but they also make 8 million of them because that's the only way to right. counterbalance how much it costs to make them. Yeah. you got to make so many of them that you can sell those back at a way lower price to make all your money back. YouTube does the same thing. They, like fractions of fractions of a penny per like gig of transfer data, Yeah. right? So they have such an insane discount and their whole infrastructure is only for video. They do nothing else. But that, why do you think they started going with YouTube Red? Why do you think they started doing, like, YouTube-exclusive live streams? They had to find other ways to bring different markets into their infrastructure without changing yeah. what they do. YouTube is not going to be an audio podcasting platform anytime soon, yeah. right? It's all video. Uh-huh. That's all they're built for. Um, so they have the economy of scale. So, yeah, like Todd was saying, YouTube's what we use. We can talk mad shit on YouTube um, because there's a lot of stuff because there's no other option. Like, do you think YouTube gives a shit what we think about YouTube? No. What's the worst they do? Demonetize us? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we'll just pull your channel. Like, they they have the leverage. They have the power. So you got to kind of play by the rules. It's one of those Mm -hmm. lessons. You just got to, you got to swallow some pride about this type of stuff Mm -hmm. because you got to use what you can use. You got to get your message out there. You got to get your content out there and hope it sticks. It might, it might not. And here's the deal. It probably won't, but keep at it. It's going to, 
you just got to keep going. And yeah, I mean, we've been going for God knows how long. I mean, brother and around shit's over a year old. Yeah. But, um, so I mean, we've been going, I've been podcasting literally in like, literally in one month, almost to the day. I will have been podcasting for a decade. Wow. 10 years. 10 years. Night Your Beard started January of 2008. Yep. God damn. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But you just keep grinding. You just keep going and you find the thing you like to do and you do it because you love the process. Who cares who watches? Who cares who listens? Get that shit out of your head. You know, just get it out. Do it. Do it for you. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. Just do your jam. Uh, We're always going to say that every Mm -hmm. single time. Yeah. You know? Um, So to to kind of go away from that, we talked enough about (laughs) Patreon and the dumbass decisions. Um, Fuck them. Yeah, for Um. sure. Uh, (laughs) So to go on the wrestling kick, notice that Daniel Bryan Going to be mm-hmm. a special guest referee at Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. Over under just just right now. Do you think he will do a move? Yes or no? I hope so. I think he'll take a bump. I think so too. You think he'll take a bump? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a flying headbutt. No, no, no. Just I mean, think of it this way. Right now, and I was talking to Maury about this earlier, like throughout the day. I'm like. He's the second special guest referee for this match. Mm-hmm. What if he's been cleared? Because why else would we be in a situation where it can get physical? Right. Right. We'll know if he takes a bump. Mm-hmm. If he takes a bump on television, yeah. Then. He's cleared. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's it. For, yes, 100%. Yep. Um, Unless he goes into business for himself, and what are they going to do? Fire him? That's what he wants. <laughs> well, shit, isn't his contract up in January? No, his, um, no. It was originally supposed to be up in January. Oh, okay. But when he did the retirement thing and stepped away, they froze his contract. Oh. So mm-hmm. until he came back for the Cruiserweight Classic shit, which oh. was several months later. So then it re-upped that date. Then, then it continued from there, uh, which sets yep. it in like around SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If he takes a bump of any type, besides like a push or something. Yeah. If he takes an actual bump, someone does a move to him, he's cleared. Mm-hmm. My only wish. My only wish, if that were the case, and it doesn't even make sense because it's not the right show and all that shit. <laughs> Him and the Miz? Him and the Miz. Oh, God, yes. That would be the only way. Have Shinsuke and the Miz as a team, then have some shit hit the fan. Because everyone wants to see, it's, everyone always wanted to see the Daniel Bryan Shinsuke Nakamura match anyway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you build that type of dynamic, but you have to pay off the Miz shit. You have yeah. to pay, like, it has to happen, and it's. He, I know he's off filming shit and whatever. The, I don't the care. Miz like, shit, though, has been going on since 2010. Mm-hmm. That's what people mm-hmm. forget. Uh, the network just put up uh, the NXT game show. Uh, yes. If you, if you yep. remember that. 
Daniel Bryan oh, was God. in the first season. <laughs> His yeah. pro was The Miz. Yeah. And Miz. like right off the bat, there's just shit between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan, like at one point, um, Miz smacks him like right in the first episode. And then they cut to commercial, whatever comes back. And it's Matt Stryker and uh, Daniel Bryan. And he's just like, yeah, he smacked me. But just remember, Miz, I smack harder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And wasn't the whole thing about the Miz like, oh, you're some internet darling. Yeah, yeah. He flat out calls him an internet darling. It was terrific. That's so good. Oh, man. Yeah. And the thing was, every um, once they instituted the eliminations, like later on in the uh, season, because they wanted everybody to kind of get to know the the workers and such, uh, Daniel Bryan, like, did, like, he was always up for elimination, but the fans always kept him in. Yep. And it was just like, well, he's because he, and, and Michael Cole was a total asshole the entire time. It's yeah, like, oh, this, yeah. this, this bingo hall wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you should listen to his pro. Give him respect. I mean, like, oh, and you're just so like, good. no. And that was when, uh, when Michael Cole was also like huge on the Miz. Back, oh, right. back then. So, so it was just like, it was fucking terrific. I'll tell you what, the more I think about it, genuinely, the more I absolutely love Michael Cole. Because if you look back, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you, like, I remember going to the live uh, taping of one of the Raws. I think it was Raw, like, 1003 or something. So it was after they did, did the big 1000 celebration. Oh, okay, 1000. Yeah, yeah. C- CM Punk was still in the company. He was still champ. Uh, they were starting to build that whole Daniel Bryan CM Punk thing, like where they had some of their uh, good pay per view matches and stuff. Um, but it was also like, oh yeah, John Cena and the Big Show were fighting because sure, yeah, um, <laughs> they were fighting okay. over who was going to take up the check at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who who was going to have to ride shotgun in the next uh, road trip? Uh, yeah. And, but whenever Michael Cole came out, that you know, at the start before any rough, you've never been to like a TV taping. They'll they'll play mm-hmm. music and they'll bring out the announcers first, and then the announcers will do like the parade wave and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, hello, and uh, just talk about how's the crowd doing tonight, and everyone cheers. Yeah. So Michael Cole comes out first, and I give him yeah. a standing ovation, and people around <laughs> me like look like, what the fuck's up with this guy? Like who's this guy <laughs> standing? And I'm like, senpai. Like I <laughs> notice me, please notice me. But I was big into uh, yeah, Michael Cole because he's so good at being dreadful. Like mm-hmm. he does all the shit that pisses people off. But I think that's why he calls moves the wrong thing. I I, I sincerely <laughs> think Michael Cole is smart enough because early in his career, Attitude Era and shit, whenever he would do guest commentary on like Sunday Night Heat or something. Yeah. What he would do, he would call the moves what they are. He mm. would talk about it. And he would do play by play. He would actually call the moves. He would be like, "Well, that you know that hold is good because you know it's cutting off the airflow." And like he would do that. He would do the textbook sort of like clinical mm-hmm. study guy, and he was good at it. But then he started getting more over. Whenever he started being the the straight man, I guess, or yeah, yeah. So he would be the straight man, and it's like the <laughs> just reminds me of the old Heenan and Monsoon stuff. And it's like, what? Oh, you yeah. stop! Yeah. Like that type Tim of king. He yeah, he was that guy, right? He he was the would you stop? Oh, king! What are you crazy? 
Like, yeah. he started playing into that. And then he wore the dumb headgear. You remember that? Whenever he was doing the amateur <laughs> wrestling gimmick. Whenever and, he and he had his WrestleMania match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the onesie that he wore, his Andre the Giant onesie. Yeah. That, like, Same he's work, really yeah. out of shape. And so he, he gets it. And then he was uh, the the GM that was the computer. Whenever it was the laptop computer. And he was like, and then the lights would flicker. And he was like, oh, the GM wants something. And he'd stop, like, commentating in the middle of the match. And walk over to a laptop yeah. computer. Take his headset off. Walk over. Grab the little mic on the pedestal. Yeah. The I have your attention, GM. please. Has sent yeah. a message. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> this is now a no disqualification match. It, it, they hated that. Unless Everybody this wrestler it. uses this item and then they can be yeah. disqualified. He's so and then he would over. Oh, look back shit. over, put his headset on. King's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced yeah. Michael Cole is one of the best in the business. Because, uh, oh, because yeah. of that. Because of that type of shit. Like, he has balls of steel to be able to be like, I'm going to shut down the show for five minutes, yeah. walk over, do the computer, and everyone's boo-boo. Like, oh, man. I just love stuff like that. Whenever you're so in it. And then he he's very serious about it. Like, no, the computer says. And people are like, fuck that computer. And he's like, I, it's the computer. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I got to do what it says. It's the GM. I love the Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks you like know. a chocobo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Michael Cole, you don't know what the fuck a chocobo is. You don't know Jack. You have nothing. But it's my favorite. I, my favorite was six, or was it like you could yeah. tell he was fed lines? Yeah, yeah. By the people that actually played Final Fantasy. Oh. I forgot that he would. He had a he had a handheld right by the uh, thing, so he would take off his headset, grab the handheld, say the whole like. The anonymous raw general manager has uh, has an announcement uh, has sent a message, and then he would walk over. Open up the laptop. <laughs> it takes so long. And then he'd log in and he'd forget his password and then he'd log in again. Like, it's so good. And then there was the whole time, I guess he was he was injured. Like, it, yeah, it was the hype, the buildup for that WrestleMania match. When, like, King, like, When he was in him. basically the punt Pope-mobile. Yes, he was in this, like, this vacuum-sealed container and they'd wheel it out. And he's like... <laughs> like he was some cryogenically frozen like Walt Disney guy and he's like no oh my neck hurts so bad and you're like so ridiculous oh oh man yeah man Michael Cole but see you won't see well I say I was about to say that you won't see Corey Graves ever do that I bet Corey Graves could do that I bet he could be he's, he's on the road oh, he's on the road to that yeah I, I think he's going to be the, the Michael Cole replacement because mm. he's very much the uh, he, he's very much the, the heel announcer that will always side with the heels. Yeah. Um, I hate Enzo. Yeah. Oh, he's oh. this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, shut up, Byron. To be fair, everybody hates Enzo. So, you know, and everybody hates Byron. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Byron's Byron is Byron. Byron is a creepy fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's a little weird. He's a little weird. He's wrestling. Yeah. Um. 
what is he's, weird? He's too obsessed with Nia Jax. Yeah. Mm. There's um there's a ride along uh, with <laughs> where it, uh, they have well there's actually t- it me- it's mentioned two of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, the Good Brothers and uh, Nia Jax traveling. I think it was. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and she calls. Uh, uh, no, was it, no, it was Nia Jax and somebody. It, Good Brothers are in the other car or something like that. Um, because they had a cardboard cutout of Finn and uh, oh, AJ. AJ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I watched that one. Oh, it's a good one. It's um, great. But yeah, uh, Nia Jax basically talks about uh, was she talks about how um, Byron Saxton is like thinks that they're in a relationship together. (laughs) And like this whole thing, it's weird. Um, And what's funnier about that is an earlier episode, it was JBL, Michael Cole, and Byron Saxton uh, driving together. And Cole wants nothing to do with it. And JBL's just being a total asshole. Of course, yeah. (laughs) And Byron's Byron's just... and it's just like, can we make a stop? Tammy the Tummy's hungry. And it's just, they, they're like, what? <laughs> do you, do you call you, and Michael Cole's like, you named your stomach. Yeah, I named it Tammy the Tummy because it rumbles and, you know, it's got to be fed. And, and they're like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, they end up, uh, they get to a rest area and they leave them there. <laughs> so yeah, fucking take off. Oh, he great. walks out and he's got he's got bags of like food and stuff like that. Is like, where'd they go? And they're like they're like forty miles up the road already. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, JBL had a cowbell, and he just like whatever mm-hmm. whatever Saxton would try to talk, he just starts banging the, the, the fucking cowbell. Being <laughs> an asshole. It was terrific. So <laughs> calls and it's just like, oh, we can't hear you. And it, all of a sudden, JB, like, <laughs> JBL has, <laughs> uh, <laughs> takes the, phone, the bell and just starts doing it into the phone. Cole yeah. can't hold his shit together. He is laughing so goddamn hard. He, Saxton is arguably like, there's, I mean, I like Saxton a little bit more than I do on Otunga. Mm-hmm. But not by much. But not by much. Yeah. I mean, if you gave me like a, you can only kill one of these two. <laughs> <laughs> Byron Saxton or David O'Connor. And I'm just like. I think Saxton would win by a very narrow margin. I'm like, Saxton, you, I'm, it's going to kill me to say this, but you live. Yeah. I, I think the test I would put them both through. Is is the your backstage interview and someone pours water on you? Yeah, you, you know that yeah. whole bit that an announcer goes through to where uh-huh. they'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to talk to so and so," and then it's like, "Oh, how how do you feel about your match?" And they're going to be like, "Get out of here!" Like they do the whole like, "Get, I'm not going to talk to you. You do waste of time." And then they take a beverage of some sort and like pour it on the announcer, and then the announcer <laughs> does this bit where they're like. Yeah, <laughs> they just look like they've been like a pie to the face or something. But like, Whoa. I mean, you don't even you don't even have to be a backstage announcer to get it. Like, I mean, just, true. Austin pouring the beer on Michael Cole, like that's yeah. while well, he's at the announce he desk. Like, he looks like he's enjoying that a little bit too much. <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah. And like, yes, some of the announcers are crazy. I will say I'm liking the fact that this is going to tie into another deal. I I like whenever the, uh, the, the wrestlers are getting kind of more control over their own segments. Now Mm -hmm. you can kind of see it a little bit. Like they're trying to let the leashes off just, uh, just a little bit, like go be your character. I'm going to put you in a goofy situation, but go do what your character would do. And it's, it's a little bit more kind of ad lib. Um, like some of the stuff, like all the stuff for Roman's probably still written word for word. And he has to memorize that shit. It has to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, but then, you know, you get kind of that middle tier. Oh, you're, you're the mean one. And then you're the nice one and you guys have a thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll go. And then they can kind of ad lib. Yeah. But then, you know, you see that and you're like, okay, some of these people, they're getting their chops up. And then you see the buildup for Wrestle Kingdom with Chris Jericho and fucking Kenny Omega. And yep. you're like, oh, that's how you do that. That's yeah. how you ad lib. Because those guys are nuts. Like, I I could easily stake the claim. And it seems like every year and a half I do this. Chris Jericho is the greatest professional wrestler that's ever lived. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I cannot think of anyone better. Because he's yet another character now. He yeah. is asshole, get out of my face. What, what did he say to the guy? In the, <laughs> what are like, you looking at, fuckface? What are you looking at, fuckface? <laughs> What's funny? Like, that yeah. guy, and then throws a table at Kenny Omega. Um, mm-hmm. as Kenny Omega's in a neck brace. Yep. <laughs> like, you can't get more, like, to kick the crutch out from Tiny Tim. Like, oh! Like, it's so <laughs> manipulative, like, but it works. And, but it's so, that that buildup has been so much different than yeah. anything else that you've seen. I mean, Naito kind of pushed those buttons a little bit, like, through the press conferences and stuff like that uh, over the past, like, three years or so since he had his uh, well with him also disrespecting every title that oh yeah pushing it off tables and throwing it and shit yeah Yeah. so they're going that direction but now getting Kenny and and Jericho and fully embracing like being rude to the like to the the press uh, it's a whole different angle and people are going crazy like if you find the gif of where they uh, because that that Twitter feed uh, Mr. Lariotto or or whatever mm-hmm. in like TDE wrestling, they uh, they're putting up gifts of all of that stuff. And right. whenever Kenny Omega rushes uh, Jericho on the stage, you'll see like starts you know oh like punching and all this. All of the press stand up and rush the stage. Like I've never seen anything like it. And they'll like put the cameras over it. And, like you see the flash bulbs yeah. and stuff. And like oh my god, it looks like a riot just broke out. And I was like. Any two people that can make the very, like, composed, very formal Japanese press, like, they're there where they're going to ask their question. I'm going to raise my hand. Yes, I have my, my question is blah, blah, blah. Okay, thank you, sir. And then, like, oh, we're going to take the picture and we have the video camera here. Like, very subdued, very, you know, to themselves, like, introspective style press. They go ape shit. Like, <laughs> Kenny Omega runs out, dives at him, and then you would think a UFC fight just broke out because these guys are rushing them. Yeah. And like, oh, pushing each other over. Let me get the picture. Oh, God. Like, it changed the whole dynamic of a build for that company. And 
then you go back and you're like, yeah, it's cool that they're doing NXT live on USA. You know, they're trying to get this stuff out there a little more. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, they still got a ways to go, man. Like, New Japan's just got it in spades. <clears throat> right now they do, yeah. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if we get maybe like one or two more good years from New Japan before there's another slump. Yeah. Because New Japan does that. Like, they'll have like a good decade and then it's like, eh, five years that we can. Yeah, because yeah, that happened in between. Because I want to say the before this one over the past, what, five years, it's been pretty yeah. huge. But before that, it was with the whole uh, Mitsuhara Misawa, uh, that whole era of like the yeah. late 90s, early, I would- like all Japan versus New Japan. And oh, that was that shit was like white hot. Yeah, uh, where you have like yeah, Ken, uh, Kenta Kobashi, Mitsuharu Masawa, uh, oh, God. Kenji Mudo. Yeah, Mudo. So yeah, before he comes over to America, uh, you you have these just baller guys, and yeah. they're 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 living legends. Like it was the type of thing to where you know Ric Flair has the persona, right? But traffic would stop for Mitsuharu Misawa. Like mm-hmm. they would they would close down roads just so he could walk through. Like they he was a national treasure. It's like, okay, here's the guy. Like that's the guy. Um but it but it wasn't a build up. Like it wasn't a hammed up thing like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like no no one decided that they were gonna be the guy. Mitsuharu Misawa was just the guy. Like there he is. That's it. That's, just, it just happened. That's the best guy in the way world. he worked. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, there's no no one would argue. You know. Yeah. Um, now it's a little bit more manufactured and stuff. But so then you had the, those young guns, those young lions. Uh, you know, like Tanahashi. Tanahashi, <laughs> like early Tanahashi, not what he is now. You know, he he had to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> he was rough around the edges for about those first two or three years. Well, I mean, even um, even Young Lion um, Okada. Okada. Hell, he had to work in TNA for a bit before. Yes, God, he did. <laughs> him and Sonata. I remember oh, Sonata's run too, and I was. It's funny you brought him up because I was thinking that's going to be Sonata's going to be one of those guys. I think he's got the size. I think yeah. he's going to be after Naito, after, you know, Omega, after the kind of big guard leave. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like it's going to be Evil, it's going to be Sonata, it's going to be uh they they have a good batch. I just don't know if it's going to be the same worldwide intensity. That we're mm-hmm. getting right now from Yaokata and Naito and Omega and you know, yeah. um, I, I just don't know if that's going to be the same. Uh, a theory I did bring up. I know we we got about five six minutes left. Some <laughs> something something I wanted to bring up. Do you guys think that if we did not get Jericho versus Omega, it would have been Abushi versus Omega? Absolutely. I saw that theory and I was like, they're on to something. This would have been the year. Um, they, uh, so, I mean, it's very plausible. They had the whole build for Omega Obushi mm-hmm. until August. Mm, yeah. 
Because in August, that's when apparently the the deal between New Japan and Jericho started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, they're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, but if that didn't happen, we would have had uh, Coda. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I would have wanted it to be a fireworks death match, even though New Japan would never do it. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out dressed like War Machine and, you know. So good. I mean, you got to have the big Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Yeah. And I mean, for Coda, just fucking, he's got Roman candles strapped to his shoulders <laughs> and on his wrists and shit. And he's on a cart. Yeah. Driving and all the way down. Give him a jet pack for some fucking reason. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. And then and then you got uh, um, Omega, who's, I mean, he's the, the cleaner. He's, no, he's done the Terminator yeah, entrance exactly. and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> I wonder if the Bucks will be there to play the Terminator drum thing. Well, they oh, do they would always—they always do. Bum, that bum, shit. Bum, 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 bum. They all every single time, and it makes me laugh. And then he'll do the pose, just like out of nowhere, he'll just do the Terminator pose. It's like, all right, I can get behind this. This is good. I—I <laughs> I, I definitely think it's very plausible, though, that that's what we would have gotten, and I would have loved to see that, yeah. but. It was also in a world where we didn't think that was the Jericho yes, Omega thing was a, possible. That is a legit once in a lifetime thing. Um, mm-hmm. I always say Jericho's on his way out. I said that fucking ten years ago. Um, and now he's <laughs> done the best. You know, the best work of his career. Mm-hmm. You know? He's still doing the best work of his fucking career. I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been on the craziest tear. Like, yeah. Even before, like, I really loved that CM Punk angle that he did. About because that's where we started seeing like true heel Jericho whenever he was like, Oh, you're straight edge. How about I pour this bourbon on you? Are you afraid of it? Like, drink up, pussy. Like, that type of shit. Will burn your skin? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, because, and that was such a good angle because, like, he brought up his family and all that shit. And I was like, Oh, this is dirty. Like, this is some dirty Jericho. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's a very fair point. Like, I've, and I, I've made it known several times. I'm not huge on CM Punk, but that worked. Yeah, because you got this. You you turned the straight edge guy. I don't care about anything. Blah. I'm the fucking rebel. And then you get Jericho that picks him apart. And now CM Punk turns into this vulnerable. Like you don't see him in that position, and you're like, oh, yeah. am I now? I'm rooting for CM Punk because this guy's a dick. Like <laughs> you know. <it's, laughs> Yeah. I, I still rooted for Jericho, though. For, oh, yeah. He was so good. You're like, oh, come on. He fucking slipped on I, his I, own I, bourbon. He poured it out and then slipped on it. And it made me yeah, laugh. I, I loved uh, just Jericho's runs in general were terrific. Um, even I mean, he even when he did the whole like um, like being the very quiet, methodical heel. And he didn't have merchandise because a bad guy shouldn't have merchandise. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And everybody's just like you're you're cutting your own throat because you can't you if you don't have merchandise you're not like they don't know how over you're going to be they you know you're not going to get your your royalties and stuff like that for the merch and it's just like bad guy doesn't need that like smart people people want it so I'm making sure they don't get it yes yeah <laughs> and that's another reason why you want to see me get my ass kicked is like yeah because I'm not giving the people what they want so they're like boo yeah. that man. Um, oh, good times. But yeah, I, I need to watch more wrestling. I need to watch because I've seen it kind of on the outskirts. I still haven't seen. God, I haven't seen the 
most recent pay per views. You know, I think yeah. I watched NXT, but you think you watched? Yeah, yeah. NXT? I need to He's actually re- sure. like remember back, like which NXT did I watch? Um, yeah. Cause, so because I know this this Sunday uh, we got uh, Clash of Champions. Yeah. yeah, and we have that crazy build for uh, mm-hmm. for uh, um, Bray and and Matt. Which is mm. terrific. Yeah. It is wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> oh. That'll be good. I'm just yeah. worried how they're going to bury Bray again. Um, yeah. This, guy. I mean, this might be actually a way for them to not bury Bray. Yeah. True. That's because they're, it looks like they're going full on with this whole broken, woken thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, a character like Bray Wyatt can thrive in that. Oh, yeah. Much like in TNA, how uh, Abyss, who kind of became irrelevant, was able to thrive in that. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just... Yeah. I just hope they bring more people into it. I mean, like, a lot of the B players that you don't see a lot of, bring them in. Fucking, we got Rockstar Spud supposed yes. to be starting up anytime. We need him with, with Broken Matt. And it's just like, oh... <laughs> Um, and hopefully we'll end up getting our uh, Thanksgiving Day ice cream social. You know, yeah, you know who we need from TNA, my boy, Crazy Steve. They didn't. He had a tryout, and they didn't. They didn't pick him they up. They didn't pick him. Oh, Crazy Steve, you let me down. Yeah, my, I would have loved for that. My thing about loved. Crazy Steve is, I was like, if I were a professional wrestler. I think I would want Crazy Steve's gimmick. Out of all the gimmicks in the world, either him or like Ted DiBiase, like Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Uh, Those are the two. Because I was like, I could get behind the whole like Ted DiBiase, everybody has a price. Like that's such a good, Mm -hmm. evil, like throat, like throttle. ah. Like I'm going to buy your ass out. Or you're Crazy Steve and you come out on a tiny little tricycle and you have your hobo like outfit on. And you have your crazy like Oh you're 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 talking about early crazy yeah, Steve dude. too. The clown with like, the little like monkey with the horn and shit. <laughs> That's what I want. I want him right now. Get him in there. Have him be the new champ. Him versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Make this happen to me. like the best openings. Like you see Shinsuke do all his cool stuff and a violin player. And then you see Crazy Steve with his little bell. And like he can... <laughs> That'd be so good. And and up until the decay time days, uh, he didn't speak. Yeah, that dude. was the other thing. He, he just, just used the horn. And he's like, he would laugh and smile, the horn and shit. He looked so demented. Like, it was the weird like Marilyn Manson like eye paint that he had and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy's a genius. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> he's like he's like teller and pin and teller. Like he didn't have yeah. to say anything. He just shows up and waves and then does crazy shit. And then he's like, ah, oh, bye. And like he's like, what if Doink married the crow? And like that's <laughs> that's what Crazy Steve was. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah, I mean it man. was it, it 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 was a good gimmick and it, it worked well. And what he's doing now, it, it, I mean, that's a carryover from the TNA stuff that he had done. But still, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they didn't pick him up. I don't know why they don't why they didn't uh, pick up uh, Tony Storm, uh, mm-hmm. Piper Niven, Candice LeRae. Um, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a, especially with NXT right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she, well, we got Baszler coming, so. Yeah. 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 Eh. 
I think honestly, it all comes down to a matter of cost. That's right. true too, and I can't, especially someone like Candace uh, L. Ray or Larray, and like mm-hmm. they they make so much money on the indies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Balls like, flex. You know, you got your Will Ospreys, <laughs> you got your Ricochets. Like, mm-hmm. of course, WWE could buy them out, but yep. like, would they want to pay that much money for one person? Probably not. At least not right now. I, you know, I, right. I do think that Ricochet could Ricochet is one of those people that I think can turn around 205 Live. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Kenta can do something. Hopefully they don't fuck it up, but um let's let's just hope that because we'll we'll find out about uh, um Ricochet come uh Rumble time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's when his no compete with Lucha Underground ends. So, yeah, it's true. Um, but if he comes, most likely uh, Tessa Blanchard's coming as well. Yep. So, and that would be a nice addition. That would for, be great. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, she did really well in the May Young Classic. Her her work in general is amazing. Yeah, but it's spot on. Like it is. It's very technical. It's very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um. She's the type that she could get away with like a wrist lock as her finisher. You, you know, like like that's just her perspective. Well, she's she's got that legacy to her though. Yeah. I mean, you got you got the Blanchard legacy, you got the Magnum mm. TA legacy yeah, man. going through. I mean it's a shoe in. I yeah. It, it's gonna happen. It's not a matter of if it's yeah. when. Um Yeah. I mean it's just like Omega and the Bucks eventually go into to the WWE. And what I mean, they need to do is the Bucks need to come in and completely ape Degeneration X. It has to happen. That's the only way it can work is they need to do the shit. They need to spray paint NWO style stuff on the camera lens. They need to cut. You know what I mean? They need to come in and be like, oh, this place sucks, but we'll make it awesome. Like they need that type of just unrealistic swagger that like mm-hmm. Nation of Domination, we're the hottest shit in the world. No one can touch us, and all you people that say otherwise are stupid, and I'm going to kick you in the face. Like, that's their whole, <laughs> their whole gimmick has to be that. And then I, they get... I, I think that they would be better... That specifically would be better suited towards Tamatanga and Tong, uh, Loa personally. Yeah. That's right, because someone who has to go and, like... And it's bad because, you know, Kins has been a boy, but his whole, like, show me respect, that's not really yeah. a gimmick. Like... Mm, yeah sure mm-hmm. but if you had a group like you talked about ricochet i mean if you get a faction you get the new nexus or whatever yeah and they come in and they're like no 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 you guys don't understand you guys were having a main event but we're gonna walk out and stand in the middle of the ring all right shit you gonna do about it like <laughs> that's so big i i love that old school nwo kevin nash like yeah even the wrestlers are marks like all y'all are marks. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like I want that type of attitude from somebody, and I think it could happen. And then if you have a backup plan, like oh, and by the way, our our muscle is Alistair Black. He's gonna kick you in the face. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like yeah. like that's that type of vibe I want. But I don't know what team could do it. Like I think that's the type of shakeup that the stuff needs right now. Because right now it's very segmented and. You kind of what we talked about. Everyone's kind of wishy-washy on who their character yeah. is, and they're kind of going through the motions and kind of feeling things out. 
you need someone to come in with unbridled confidence, so much so that it's cockiness. And they're like, there's no one better than me. Like, there's there's just no one better than me. Like, let's just do that, you know. So you're talking Pete Dunn, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, Pete, that's why that was so effective uh, for, the, for that uh, tournament. UK tournament. Yeah, the UK yeah. tournament, because shit, he punched William Regal. Like, what are you going to do, old man? <laughs> like, that was so great. And then here's the bruiser weight, and he doesn't give a shit. And then him <laughs> and Tyler Bate have maybe the best NXT-style match I've seen yep. maybe ever. I mean, it's up there. Yep. It's That was an absolute jaw-dropper of a match. Yep. Um, like, I need to go back and re-watch it, because the first time I watched it, they did the pin, and I was like, I'm going to rewatch that. And I rewound it and watched it all the way through again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that match was perfect. Um, yeah. It was, it, and that's an interesting point with, uh, with Pete Dunn, though, because they have Dunn, they have Tyler Bate, and they have Trent Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have British Strong style. Yeah. I mean, they're all cruiserweights. Like, just saying that that's an option you have for yeah. for 205 Live. You, you got to do something with it because, I mean, if you want it to exist, either, you know, shit or get off the pot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like go all in or, yeah, don't even have it as yeah. a show. Don't don't turn it into a whole Enzo parade. Yeah, no. right. Um, and, and that's the deal is it's like, because I was a huge fan of what the potential was of the NWO and Goldberg. Like, mm-hmm. basically, you know, whenever you hear the commentaries and stuff and, like, the, you know, talking to Scott Hall and, you know, mm-hmm. talking to Kevin Nash, in hindsight, their idea made sense. But the execution didn't work. Is they were like, the NWO solely existed to be a feeding machine for Goldberg. Like, we wanted to be the most dastardly devils in the world so the hero Goldberg could eat us, like, could just destroy the NWO. That was the whole Mm -hmm. point of the NWO, is for someone like Goldberg to come and conquer all. They wanted it with DDP, and they wanted it with Goldberg. Here are the two heroes that saved the company. And it didn't quite work out, and then the finger poke of doom, and it was kind of a misguided tell, and, like, all that shit. But, like, I like that idea of here are the bad guys that are so cool you want to root for them. But then who's going to stop these guys? It's that whole, yeah, who's going to end the streak? Who's going to be the one to conquer the Undertaker? Who's going to be the one, you know, there's incentive there, and it's not hard to build on top of that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a story that's self-sustaining. As long as it's still happening, it's still going to get hyped up. You know what I mean? Like, as long as that streak's still not broken... Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the one that beats up Asuka? Who's going to be the one? You know, like, that always works. It works in the UFC. Mm-hmm. It works in boxing. Who's going to be the person that knocks out Floyd Mayweather? No one. That's who. That's why he sells out all the time. So, like, it works. I mean, they said, but they said the same thing about Tyson, too. Like, who's going to take down Tyson? And then Buster Douglas came out of nowhere and went a lucky shot, you know? <laughs> right. And it's talked about forever. And like, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's the beauty of it. It's like, you can set up this house of cards that's just so particular. And then like, who's going to come and just destroy it? And I think that's why that whole Jericho thing so effective in New Japan is because 
we're building up Kenny Omega and look how great this guy is. You know, he's the future of our company. And then Jericho comes in. It's like, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> I'll fight that guy. And then like, yeah. Yeah. I'm the alpha. He's the Omega. I mean, I'm, that's what it is. Genius, right? It's genius. Like, we need more of that energy. If you can get that type of energy in 205 Live. And here's the thing. I think that, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, the Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. He had something for that little bit, wherever he was like shaking hands with Tajiri, and Tajiri spits that mist in his face. Like he was such a sleaze ball. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, keep doing that. Like keep that guy as the guy with the belt. Just make him as sleazy and terrible as possible for a year. Like really build. Like it's a boiling point. Like it's this cauldron of just heat. That is just building over time, and like who at WrestleMania is going to beat Brian Kendrick to be the I, conqueror? You know, I was just I just had a thought of who I would love to see on Two Hundred Five Live, and yes, I say love to see on Two Hundred Five Live as like actually wanting to watch the program. Bushi, dude, mm, Bushi, yeah. sick. I'm a I'm a <laughs> yeah. Bushi Mark through and through, man. <laughs> Even his look is cool. Yeah, because it's like I'm gonna wear a suit and the hitman gloves and a fucking luchador mask, <laughs> and then I'm gonna take that off and I'm having another mask underneath, <laughs> and like. a mask with an <laughs> earring on it for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, and I'm, uh, my partner's gonna shake the guy's hand, duck, and I'm gonna hit the guy, hit him with the mist, like so good. <laughs> that mist always works, man. Yeah, and then like best move in wrestling. Oh, sure, and like. You should hear me squeal every single time that it's like Tajiri and the great Muda and they're a tag team because, of oh, course, yeah. Muda taught Tajiri, right? So they do yeah. their moves and stuff and then they go in the corner and they both spit at the same time. So, like, their colors combine to make another color. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> every time it happens, I just freaking mark out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it works every time. They don't even have to wrestle. They could just show up and do that shit and spit and then leave. And I'm like, that's, I paid $200 for this and that is perfect. It's great. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I know there's one thing that uh, eventually will end up happening because I, I know I've talked about it on the other show. Um, I want to kind of do a thing where like we fantasy book our uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. That would be a definitely cool thing to uh, do because it's like you'd be limited to the current roster. I mean, you can't bring in – you can bring in maybe like one or two surprises, but that's about it. Gotcha. And, I mean, it just mm. – I, I, everything from pre-show to the main event. And it's just – That'd be you, fun. They have, they have talent and yeah, they're not using it. It's, it's true. Hmm. I wonder if that could be a question for next week. Like not the Absolutely. whole not the whole not the yeah. whole pay-per-view, but like we'll say a title match. Does yeah. it have to be for the heavyweight chain? Does it, have, it could be for the USA title? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Pick whatever match for whatever belt. It could be tag team mm-hmm. championships, whatever. For WrestleMania, and you can also like like get the story. Like, whatever the story and the build for this thing is, mm-hmm. like, you, you have control over that. 
it goes correctly. Like the build goes right. No one gets injured. You know, like everything yeah, works yeah. the way it should. Yeah. It's that time of year where everybody's going to start dropping. So. <laughs> perfect time, like perfect world. Everything goes right. They're in perfect health. They're there to like steal the show. What is your match? Who's in your match? What title is it for? Mm-hmm. You're, you're the agent on the match. Yes, like, you are. You, who are you? Yeah, you build it from the ground up. You build it. Um, so yeah, for next week, let's all, let's all jot that shit down. Let's talk about it. That'd be all a right. good fun. Uh, let's see. Cause next week will be. Oh, yeah. 46. Next week will be the show right before Christmas. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. So this could be our Christmas celebration is, uh, a dedication to hyper violence and booking, <laughs> booking a wrestling show. Um, Perfect. That'd be good. But yeah, I think Lego death match. Like it's just (laughs) Uh, but the chainsaw to the face match with John Moxley and uh the (laughs) brutal. Oh, so brutal. But that is our time, guys. For us episode number forty five of Brethren Around. You know where to find all of us. You know where to find all of us. But here's the thing, I'm gonna shill out. Marco brought this up uh, like last week, I think, um uh, on Twitter, and he he's right. We're gonna shill our shit right now. So so go go watch Moriarty at twitch.tv slash Moriarty underscore time. You got the got the the way it's spelled on the YouTube archive, so go look at that. Um, and then also Mr. Todd EBF on Twitch. No longer on Patreon. Because they done nope, goofed. Fuck Patreon. They made a boo-boo. <laughs> We're so goofed. sorry about the boo-boo. We'll, we'll we'll make we'll find a way to make it worse for you. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll, our crack team talked to four people for twenty minutes, and we're coming up with a better idea. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but you could catch him. Twitch.tv slash Todd EVF. Is there an underscore? Nope. No. It's all one thing. All one Todd EVF. So go do that. And of course, Mr. Marco Flores, who has been killing it, killing it with the reaction videos. We didn't get to bring it up this episode, but dude, next week we're talking about that Norman Reedus shit because I laugh. That if you guys want the best laugh, go to Marco's channel, Nerd in the Bay, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Nerd in the Bay. Go right now. There is a mm-hmm. a a video, a reaction video for the Death Stranding trailer. And the befuddlement on Marco's face <laughs> is the most, like, it's a jewel that I want to put on a necklace. Like, it's the funniest thing. I was rolling in my office. Like, I was on my lunch break laughing my ass off because <laughs> your facial expressions were exactly my facial expressions. Like, as things were happening, I was like, what? <laughs> And you said you yes. said you said something that made me laugh out loud, and I literally put it in your comment. You yeah, said baby football, baby football, <laughs> and I lost it. I like that was my breaking point because I was holding it together, okay. And you're like, that's like a that's like a baby football, and the way you say it because Norman Reedus's character is holding it just like a football, like close to him, like looking at yeah. this thing. Just waiting for the Heisman pose. Exactly, like just <laughs> yeah. kicking it out. Oh my god! But it's nine oh, minutes yeah. of, and I love you preface it. Okay, I, I, I'm not gonna give the whole video away, but like you preface it by being like, "This is a nine minute video. I'm not gonna watch this twice." 
Nice. At least you're honest. Oh yeah, YouTube.com/slash/NerdInTheBay. That's that that video and so many more. Just amazing reaction videos. Um, just awesome stuff. And you all know where yeah. to find me. Just go to videos.comedyhobo.com because YouTube done goofed on my URL. Unbelievable. Because <laughs> if you put in v 2 it goes to my old closed Comedy to Hobo channel. If you put in Comedy to Hobo, it goes to the old Comedy to Hobo channel. I'm like redirect what? that shit. <laughs> Give me back my name, please. Oh man! So just go to videos.comedyhobo.com or we go to just buy YouTube. Yeah, just comedyhobo.com and yeah, go there and like yeah. I think all these fine creators, I'm on their side list and they are on my side list. So find one of us and you'll find all the rest of us. Yep. Good yep. way to do it. There you go. Uh, but that's our there time, guys. Yeah, it has been episode number forty-five. Thank you all so much uh, for hanging out. It's always fun. We're going to see you all next week with our WrestleMania match. The dream matches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see you then. <laughs> Peace. Jazz hands. Bye. Bye. Bye.